Hey everybody, welcome back. Here we go. SummerSlam is in the books. We are here to review it. And we got our man from Detroit, Mike D, to join us. He was there at the show. So, what up, though? Guys, yeah, let's get into it, man. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. We are hot off the heels of SummerSlam. Uh, an interesting show to say nonetheless, but guess what guys? I am here with my man Chance Michaels and our guy from the 313 Detroit, Michigan in the house, Mike D, was at the show. Mike, how are you, brother? Man, I'm chilling, man. How you doing, man? How you doing, Chance? You're doing good. Yourself? Man, I'm chilling good. Chance Feeling Michaels. good, man. Feeling good. Awesome, awesome. Chats, good to see you, brother, man. How was your weekend? We, uh, Pretty good, man. Yours? Doc, can't complain, man. We had a bit of a long weekend up here in Canada, so uh, an extra day off for all of us yesterday. So, yeah, nice little recharge a little bit. Um, but otherwise, yeah, let's just get into this puppy here, man. First off, Mike, before we break it down, what was the vibe like in the arena? Man, it was crazy. Like, okay. I've been to a Monday Night Raw, right? And I've been to a SmackDown, <clears throat> but going to SummerSlam, man, it was crazy. Like the the whole stadium was pretty much full, um, and just the energy, the vibe. Everybody was there to see all the all the matches. You know, you got grown men being big kids. You know, with with the t shirts, the title belts. You know, just. It was just a good vibe down there, and it's always a good vibe when WWE comes to Detroit. You know, um, it was definitely an A plus on on everything. The 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 vibe, the festivities they had going on uh, in different communities in Detroit, and they just it was definitely it definitely felt like WrestleMania in the summer. They yeah. made it feel like that. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that impression as well. Um, what was the crowd like? Like, first off, let me ask you this, if if I may, did you watch it back when you got home at any point yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. so from your perspective, was the crowd like I? I Chance, help me out here. Let me know what you think. I thought the crowd kind of killed the show a little bit. The crowd was I the the the, the crowd they they were into the show. They were hyped. Um, okay. It didn't come My across favorite, that way on TV, though. It just felt it didn't come across the television that way. My favorite moments was when Cody came out, uh, you know, the the whole whoa part, you know, everybody went crazy and said it when that part came on. Uh, Seth Rollins' entrance, entrance, everybody loved that. And then even when he came into the ring, they went for 10 minutes just still singing his song. Uh, the Roman entrance was, was pretty pretty dope you know the crowd was into it they were also into jay usos um i had put uh roman's entrance on my uh youtube page yeah, so if yeah. you want to check that video out just to see what the crowd looked like but i loved it you know what i'm saying cool. like cool, cool. i didn't get a chance to go to wrestlemania when they were here for uh wrestlemania 23 so you know SummerSlam. i had a good time me and my wife went and we loved it fantastic fantastic <clears throat> reasonable 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, reasonable yeah. time. All right, perfect. All right, so let's get into it, man. The show starts off with Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Um, pretty good match, I'd have to say. Uh, you know, like I, I don't think anything per se was viral the way they kept building it up. Uh, but yeah. overall, I thought the match was really good, and I think I called how Logan would win it, right? I mean, we all said Logan would win, yeah. but I did yeah. call it saying that he'd probably cheat somehow to win it. And sure enough, the brass knuckles did come out. Um, but overall, good match. Uh, your guys' thoughts? I, I had no issues with it at all. Well, I love Logan Paul, man. I think he's one of the best performers in WWE. Uh, it was awesome. I actually had a couple. Well, that 750 Spanish fly, that went viral. Not quite as some of the other moves they've done, but it was a great match. I mean, good action, high flying moves, and great way to kick off the show. I thought it was brilliant. What do you think, Mike? You were there live. How was the vibe there for that match? Oh, oh yeah, the vibe. <clears throat> Sorry, the vibe was the, the the vibe was was crazy. Um, like you said, they had a good, they had a bunch of nice high flying spots. I think the thing that uh I liked the most was how Logan Paul was taunting uh Samantha Irvin, you know, yeah. Ricochet's fiance. And then uh, if you look on the internet, they got it uh after the match when she didn't want to announce that Logan Paul was the winner, and they kept showing her face. She was so pissed off. It it, it was kind of funny, but um. Like you, like you guys said, uh, high flying spots. Um, I was surprised that somebody came out to uh, help Logan Paul win, but uh, it was a win that he needed because the other matches that he had that were one on one, he lost. So um, I think it's a good win for him. So when he does come back, he has something to brag about. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And obviously, a lot of those spots would go viral just because of the name Logan Paul. So that's understandable. But in terms of that yeah. organic viral spot, like like uh, you were saying earlier, Chance, uh, the Royal Rumble spot, things like that. I don't think this match had it. But that being said, that's the only thing I'll I'll, I'll say about it. Match was great. Both guys worked together. They had some good chemistry together. Yeah. I like that. Outside of yeah. that one move, where I think you know they they completed it, the Spanish fly, but it just. Just the landing and the follow through wasn't hundred percent. That's my only criticisms of that whole thing. Uh, and they didn't rush it either. Even though Logan had to get out of there and get to uh, Dallas for his brother's fight, um, you know these guys went a good 18, 20 minutes, man. A good, good opening match for the night. Good start to the yeah. night. Um, and honestly, like I said, I think the best three matches of the whole night happened in the first hour and a half of the show. I so. guess we, I guess we got to stop saying Logan Paul's a celebrity wrestler celebrity guest because he's better than 90 percent of the roster I, I consider him a real wrestler he can go out there and open yeah. a summer slam and perform like that i think we got to yeah. lose the title of he's a celebrity like a bad bunny like this guy can go and he can hang with everybody just... like you said mikey he was taunting the wife like he's a great heel like he's a real wrestler as good as anybody yeah. on the card in my book i told i totally agree and just like you said yeah. bad bunny too if, if they wanted to stop if Bad Bunny wanted to stop being a singer and be a wrestler, mm -hmm. he would fit right on in. It wouldn't be nothing yeah. where it's like, oh, he's just getting this push because of who he is. Like, he really put the work in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And every match that he's been in with WWE has been good. And that's the same thing with Logan Paul. And like you said, I agree. You got to take the celebrity wrestler off, yeah. off the name and just say that they pro wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair play, man. Um, He's definitely proven himself to me. I'm I'm the harshest critic of him. And go back to our other shows. I I struggle accepting the fact that he's good. Uh, he's good, straight up. Yeah. Right. I, I've accepted yeah. that. 
but I think for me, to be fair, the reason that I would probably harsh on him is because I love wrestling so much. You know, it's just I I want to see guys who put the effort in and work hard, right? And a lot of times celebrities come in and they kind of make a mockery of it, right? And but I think Logan Paul, Paul, Paul's worked harder than any mostly yeah. anybody. Look how quick he's no, 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 no. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Right? He's proven himself. He's hasn't made a mockery of it. He's he's followed the protocol. He's done. You know, he followed tradition, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I, when I look at professional wrestling, I, I'm still a purist. I still believe in shaking everybody's hand in the back and then blah blah blah. These are it's just it's cultural, right? I mean. Yeah. The sport will evolve, but the traditions should always remain the same. And I think I, I think a lot of that. people, Logan Paul, have a hard time, not you, but in general, comprehending this guy is such a talent, he's so athletic, he's so naturally cocky that he can walk in there and outperform 90% of the roster because that's how damn good he is. With these other guys, will be on the indie scene for 10, 15 years and can't get to a spot. But that's how good this guy is. It's the way it is. Well, it's I mean, I, I think... I I think Oh, I just go ahead, go ahead and say about it, as far as Logan Paul and Bad Bunny, as far as like the celebrity wrestling, they're not a David Arquette, and you know how much yeah, of a exactly. mockery he made. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well said. Hey, that. If you think that, about that, it, that's all I can say right, no, on that well, point. Before Bad Bunny came onto the scene, you could see that every celebrity that ever came onto the show, bar maybe one or two. You know, we're just there for the payday, for the recognition, and for the fucking cheap pop of their movie or whatever they were promoting at the time, correct? Yeah, um, if you look at it, you know, Pete Rose, I, he didn't do too much, but he he respected everything. For, yeah. for whatever he Well, you've had a couple right? guys, like Carl Malone was pretty good. Well, I, yeah, no, 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 I get that, right? But even Carl Malone and stuff like that, I mean, WCW, I get all that. You know, they were trying to piggyback off of everything. That WWE was trying to do at that time as well. Yeah, but there's some good diamond cutters. He looked yeah, the part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a few, but, but there's a handful, like I said, right? But I mean, since Bad Bunny came onto the scene and he took it seriously and he showed the respect to the industry, Logan Paul's done the same, right? So you know, for like I said, it took me a little while to warm up, only because I was just waiting for that shoe to fall and, and you know something to happen. But you know what? He's in his tenure. He's doing great. But let's move on, man. Yeah. Now, guys. Uh, Probably the shockingest match of the night, in my opinion. Let's go right into it. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, part three. Um, solid match, man. These guys went back and forth. Very, very, um, it kind of played out the way I kind of thought it would. Brock beating him up for a good chunk of time. Then Cody finally getting that, you know, he, he obviously needs the ring post and stuff like that to get some sort of offense in to slow him down. But great back and forth. Uh, great match overall. Both guys worked really, really well. The chemistry was good. Uh, it flowed really well. And I think the best part and the most shocking part of that fight was probably what happened at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Cody, so, so let's say it. Cody gets the win, but Brock does something that he's never done in his combat career. I've never seen him do it. Have any of you guys seen him? He shook his hand and gave him a hug, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy. Um, and they actually said that that wasn't part of the match like yeah, he did, he did his own. Yeah. So there's gotta be some type of mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Brock felt like, you know, him coming in from AEW and jumping right into the mix and being the top guy, maybe he felt some type of way and felt like he gotta prove, you know, he gotta prove himself to me. And yeah. I, that's the only thing I could think of, you know, uh it, it overall was a good match, of course. Brock took him to Suplex City, 
but uh you know cody cody's probably the, the the new john cena right now so you know he had to find some way to overcome all the suplexes and he did it and he got the victory very, very good match too yeah yeah like brock lesnar wasn't planning he said you basically saying you earned my respect this is the next guy kind of you know put, trying to put him over even more after even beating him he put him over even more so good moment that's probably the highlight of the match. It was a good match. It wasn't like a classic, but it was good, solid. Happy with it. And we're glad Brock did that for him. So it's it cool. And, and, and Cody, Cody even did the the dashing Cody Rose smile. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what we got from this match. So Brock took off his gloves. So people are thinking, okay, is he leaving? What's the plan? He'll be back in October. He's scheduled for the October pay-per-view. So we don't know who he's going to fight there. Uh, I guess hunting season's in full effect right now, so he's probably back up here in Canada hunting. But you don't want to see thing. Brock all the time. I, you only no, want no, to no, see no. him a few times a year, so he needs a break. Make him more special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I will say this for this program here. One thing that Cody did say, um, Cody said that Brock is his Harley race to what Harley race was to Dusty in, in terms of that level of respect that he has for Brock. The way Dusty respected Harley Race is the way he respects. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, the, yeah. kind of the notion of it all. The other thing I kind of took away from this, those three matches those two had, if you think about it, that's the equivalent of 15 matches just because the way Brock wrestles. Right? Yeah, yeah, the way he tossed you around. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, okay. So the, here's my thing with Brock. I, I really believe he does not get enough respect within the industry for what he does for the wrestlers. Okay, let's look at it. What he did for Drew McIntyre, he did not have to put him over, but he put him over and he got mad at him for not doing more to him to put him over. Say, you should have hit me harder. You should have done this to me more. I'm putting you over, man. Right? Brock doesn't need to put anybody over. Yeah, that's true. So so what he did with Cody is like, I put you through the ringer. I beat the shit out of you for that one year that you missed. I beat the shit out of you for that year. Yep. And this is me showing you that mad respect. How many guys have gone three solid matches like that with them of, of that size, the size could differential and held their own, right? So yeah, I think that's where a lot of that kind of ties in. I mean, Brock is a very, very special guy. And, you know, Chance was mentioning it to me earlier that, you know, he's impressed by what Triple H had to say about it as well. Um, he's underrated. I mean, we will definitely recognize how great this guy was when he decides to never come back. I think he's the greatest athlete ever to step in this sport circle. And if you consider we did in UFC, almost making the NFL, dominating WWE, no other wrestler can has that resume. So for that, he's one of the great, probably the greatest athlete ever to come in the WWE ring. I think. Yeah, top five athlete ever. Easy, I said, well, right? I say number one athlete, maybe not the greatest wrestler of all time, but he's the best. Nobody can do what he does, and from any generation, they haven't. He's the only one that's ever done it. I guess the closest we would probably get to it is like a Dion. Baseball, baseball, football is probably yeah, the closest Sanders, thing. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? Like, right? Yeah. And then there was a guy from the Lions who played baseball too, Bo? Bo Jackson. Uh, <clears throat> Bo Jackson, he played for uh, the Kansas City Royals. And right, Raiders, right. Yeah. And the Raiders, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I guess baseball and football are probably the only other sport that you could probably pull that off with. You're right, man. That's amazing. He probably, you he think probably, you think, and, and combat sports, the hardest of them are. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Yeah. He didn't pick anything easy, man. I mean, offensive, no, no. offensive line, octagons, and wrestling rings. Yeah. Hats <laughs> off to the man. Hats off to the man. 
All right, let's get into match number three, world heavyweight title on the line. Uh, I'm surprised they put this match here, but you know what? I'm glad they did. Um, we have Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor world heavyweight title match. Really, really playing off of the seven years. I don't know if you, you probably saw it on the monitors, but he yeah. has the seven right across the scar where, you know, Seth injured him. Yeah. Um, these guys, I didn't expect anything but a good match from these guys regardless, right? I think the only thing that I was waiting for to see, were we going to get Finn or were we going to get the Demon? We got Finn. Um, yeah. So that kind of kind of came out and they started doing their thing. And that match was great up until the judgment decided, judgment decided to come out. I thought that was just the stupidest thing in the world. Um, I, I thought up until then, they didn't need to come out. I don't think they need any of it. But your guys' thoughts. I thought I thought that Judgment Day part of the match was cheesy and corny. They didn't need it. Uh, the only thing I was shocked about that people actually thought Finn was going to win. I knew for sure Seth was going to win. He just got the belt. They're not taking it from him. So a lot of the stuff we're hearing, this guy wants time off. This guy wants time off. It's this, a lot of the IWC that's making up stories and you know, plant bullcrap. But it was a great match. They should have kept Judgment Day out of it. Um, I don't like the Judgment Day. I think it's getting kind of corny and over. This seems cheesy to me but it was they went like they're both great athletes it was an awesome match mikey d you were there what do you think it was a good match and it, it just go back to what i said about finn when i was on your show last week like he's the leader of the judgment day like you can't be a leader of a faction and not have a belt and it's just it's just confusing yeah. like what are they doing with finn like he like what he what is he fighting for? Like he's gonna get some. It's so it's so many chances you're gonna get before people are gonna be like, okay, you you're not about to win, bro. You know you're yeah. not about to win, and it's just like now, you know, with him and Damian Priest still going back and forth, and now that uh, JD McDonough is somehow in is is getting into the mix now, like what's gonna happen with Finn? You know and. and who's the leader you, you know what i'm saying because it's like can you take him can you take him serious as a leader without winning the big one you know what i'm saying so yeah the match was good but i just hate that finn keep taking these losses and he's supposed to be the leader that's like hulk hogan not being the champion of the nwo but sky hall you know and no yeah, disrespect he's a, to the leader yeah yeah you know or x-pac being the wwe champion and not triple h you know okay. Yeah, they gotta they gotta figure that 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 situation out. All right, so totally agree with you. Totally yeah, agree. no, I agree with you as well. So last night on Raw, here's something I picked out. So when they were coming down the aisle, the Judgment Day, you saw Damien, and then you saw the other three behind him walking. Correct. Mm -hmm. When yeah. Damien went into the ring, Rhea, Dom exchanged this glance with Finn. They didn't look at Damien at all. They exchanged this really interesting. Go back and look at it. Change this really interesting glance with Finn. JD McDonough. And again, let's talk about this because, like I said, all of a sudden JD McDonough's back, right? He was missing for a long time. Rick Boogers was missing for a long time. A lot of the guys that were in that Royal Rumble were missing for a long time. Yeah. Right? And think about yeah. it. Your guy, Mad, Mad, uh, Mad Cap, Mad Cap. He, he wasn't even there. I know. He it's crazy. That, he could have been in that Rumble. So, you know what I mean? So, JD, I have a suspicious feeling you're going to get this program now where they're going to turn on him. I thought they were going to turn on him on Monday. I really did. Mm. I really thought the turn, they were going to turn on Damien on Monday. 
Um, but mm. it's 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 gonna happen. It's brewing, yeah. JD's gonna take his spot, and I think he's more vicious and more ruthless as a person. I don't know if you've caught him a lot on NXT, just his persona, his character. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna mesh well with with Finn. And yeah. something's gonna happen here. Just watch, it's gonna brew. And now, and again, now we know what's what Seth is doing now, right? We saw the yep. heel turn last night with uh Nakamura. Yeah. So we yeah. got his program all set up now. So this judgment day is gonna get interesting. It's gonna get interesting. Yeah. Right? You know what? I think I think what they're trying to do with uh judgment day is have them as that top faction when the bloodline storyline simmers down. So I think that what we're seeing with the bloodline, how the story is just how it's going slow. I think we're gonna kind of see the same thing with the judgment day as well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. things are brewing and uh, New Day's back. I didn't even know yeah. about that, right? So throw those two back in the mix as well and on to Raw as yeah. well. So and they've been gone for a while, so it's kind of fresh to have them back, right? So yeah. let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, Royal or Battle Royal, sorry, for a chance to be the face of Slim Jim. Uh we all picked it. We all <laughs> called it LA Knight is the guy. Um it was yeah. obvious, but the right guy won. Um Definitely. And I like the program that's coming out of it. The Miz is jealous of LA Knight now. So yeah. that that's going to be an interesting program uh, as we go forward here. The return of Omos. Uh, no one saw that coming. Nope, uh, did his yeah. damage, got tossed out of there. So that's good. I don't think anybody really wants him to be the face of Slim Jim. I don't think there's enough <laughs> Slim Jims to feed the man. Right. <laughs> From your vantage point, did you truly appreciate the size of Brock? And Omos, or were they pretty small coming out to your vantage point? Are you talking about as far as uh, seeing them live? Uh, you know what? Um, we were uh, we were in like the middle section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, great, yeah, great seats. Yeah, so um, we got a little glimpse of them coming out or whatever. Really, um, couldn't see Omos because you know everybody in front of me was standing up and stuff. So um, it, it, it was kind of difficult to see the size of Omos. And the uh, uh, same thing with Brock, too. You know, when those, when, when they came, when it, during the Brock and Cody match, everybody was just standing up to see them okay. come out. So, okay. yeah. I got a but, good view of Omos in Montreal. I was probably about 30 feet away from him. The guy is a monster. His hands, his feet, his neck. He is that tall. He's, 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 he's pretty athletic. He doesn't get enough credit for how big he is. He yeah. moves very well. Yeah, yeah. They, they need to... They need to do better with him as far as Absolutely. pushing him because they they got him they got him at the point now where it's like you can't take him serious as a giant because when he had the match against Braun Braun Strowman and then he went up against Brock he should have won against Braun and he yeah. should have lost against Brock and then after that he has Seth Rollins and it's just like you can't take him serious as a giant because he doesn't have a serious win or he doesn't have a couple serious wins. You could put him up against Otis. You know what I'm saying? That'll that'll make him look credible. You know what I'm saying? Otis is a big guy. He's not yeah. as tall as him, but he's a big stick, guy. Yeah. The problem, yeah. the problem with the big men, and this is nothing new. I mean, we can go all the way back to Haystacks Kalud, you know, in the 70s, yeah. and look at some of the real, real big men of that stature, right? It comes to a point, what can you do with them per se, except be a spectacle? I mean, at the when you debut the guy and he's beating four against one, and then he's beating everyone within an inch of their life, right? 
And then he goes up against some of the bigger names and destroys the mid card. And of course, then you got the three or four big, big names. And, you know, yeah, you would expect at least one of them to give it up to him, but they don't. And he loses those. So what can you do with the guy? Because if you put a title on him, who's going to beat him? Right? Like it's just, you almost well, make the world of wrestling. And even you could have Ray Mysterio beat him. You never know the world. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Guys out here. Yeah, yeah, so, no, mean, no, no. I know what you mean, but just the way they built fast. him, the way they built him, right? It's kind of hard. Yeah. You, you, you pigeonhole yourself with guys like that. You know, you, you limit yourself to what you can do with them. But I agree yeah. with Mikey. He's a giant. He's the biggest yeah. man in wrestling. Yeah. Any promotion, they got to showcase him more and let him dominate more because it's rare to get an athlete that big that can move like he can move. No, so no, he's no, no, for he sure. Got, he got more wins against the jobbers that already be in the ring. <laughs> When they come back from commercial, then he did yeah. against actual wrestlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. I know, but that's the thing; they just keep showcasing him like that. But the thing is, in order for him to get with some other bigger names, he has to have a bit of a storyline then to justify that, right? Like, for example, why would you put him in there uh, on an unbuilt match against even an Otis? Like, you'd have to have like a backstage like something. You know, just to build yeah, it up. You can just ride on punching dudes, man, and hit a guy and make a make a feud out of that. In wrestling, dude, it's so ridiculous and so corny that anything look, can happen, look, right? So, so I get it, I get it. But if it to make it more believable against, like, okay, say for example, he goes out there and just starts beating up Roman Reigns. I want to see that. You know what I mean? Like, he's one yeah. guy that can go out there. You want to show me that? That's fun, right? But if you were to go in there and I'm having a match with Roman Reigns, well, how? You haven't been on TV in six months. Where the fuck do you get this patch from? That's what I'm saying. With the bigger, bigger yeah. names, you have to build it a bit up more, which means he has to be around a bit more, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll really give him something. Yeah, well, let's I, see what and, they do. And, and, and you know what? I, I think with MVP and Omos coming back and what we saw on SmackDown with the Street Profits, I, that's something right there that you got to be, because that could be the new Hurt business right there. Well, yeah. was, that's what I was telling you guys before. This is happening, right? So, I mean, you know, forget yeah. the street profits, call them the suit profits, right? I mean, I don't know what their <laughs> new name's going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. um, what's, what's, what's his, uh, Montavious Ford? And who's the other guy, man? He looked really, uh, in his, uh, Angelo Dawkins. Uh, Angelo Dawkins. His, his tie yeah. was too short on Friday. <laughs> his, tie, yeah. his tie looked stupid, man. He didn't look good, man. Poor guy. But you know what? Just the piggyback on Omas. I think if you put him, in the U.S. title with the U.S. title and let him kind of dominate with that belt the way Gunther is run, uh, dominating with the Intercontinental title, I think that could give Omos a little credibility, a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Let me ask you guys this before we move on because I'm only thinking, Mike, you brought this into my head, the U.S. title and the guy who holds the U.S. title, Mr. Austin Theory. Um, I've read some articles, like legitimate articles, they're not dirt sheets or anything, just talking about character development and stuff like that. And some people are arguing that his match with Cena was a waste of time because they haven't done anything with him to build him off of that. Do you guys agree with that? Do you see totally that agree. happening? Yeah, I don't know what's who's in charge of book and theory or what's going on, but they need some better creative people around, some new writers, because this guy's young, he's built, he's a good looking guy. He just beat one of the greatest of all time, and then he goes right back down the tube. So they flubbed that one. Whoever did it, I think they dropped the ball with that. So I agree with what you read. Right? What do you yeah, think, because... Mike? Yeah, yeah. I, I and and that just shows you right there that he he was definitely a Vince McMahon guy because once Vince had all that stuff came out about him and 
he stepped away from WWE, his like <laughs> like you know his stock dropped. You know what I'm saying? And even when he beat John Cena, it dropped even more. Like he's not doing nothing with the U- U.S. title. Um, like I said, give it to Omos. You know, build him up a little bit and put a story together with Omos and Austin Theory, and just let Omos get it or. Uh, the guy, Santos Escobar, you know, I, I heard that WWE's real high on him too. So I think that's probably going to be the next U.S. champion. But well, um, if that's the case, he's going to drop it this Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Fair enough, fair enough. Could be. Um, sorry, Chet? Yeah, yeah, I, I, he might. Hopefully, Theory, he, Theory beats him, but yeah, he might lose it this Friday. Okay, okay. Uh, it's too bad because they're taking down the young guys and they're building old guys. Like I know LNA's popular, but the guy's 40 years old. Austin Theory is what 25, 26? It's a 15 year age gap here. I mean, LA Knight's already, his prime's already gone five, 10 years ago. He's still good, but you know, he's a 40 year old man who just gets his break now. You got to bring up the young guys like Theory and, and I, the younger guys. I, I agree with I you. I agree WWE with you. WWE is known for using young guys and building them. Old guys is what AEW and WCW does. And I love Hogan guys. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying you got a young talent like this, you got to bring them up. I think LA Knight is an oh, exception. I, I think LA Knight's the exception here. I'm not saying you're wrong in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just think that he just caught lightning in the bottle and they'd be remiss if they didn't do something with it. I think he's good enough for the US title. I wouldn't put him in the heavyweight title picture in any chance like that. Well, Crowdlaw's an underdog. They see an old man come out there, 40 years old, kind of like kind of like a rock kind of thing. It's like a Daniel Bryan. Crowd, yeah. you naturally want to cheer for the underdog, the guy that didn't make it, the yeah. guy that didn't get picked for the mm-hmm. team. So they're gonna the fans will actually gravitate gravitate to his story, right? And you know what? In respect to him, man, the guy's worked his ass off. If he oh, can yeah, get him ten minutes of fame here, get it, get your paycheck, build a little bit of something. Um, yeah. But when I, it comes when it comes to the big four pay per views, I I'm a firm believer uh, that every title should be defended on the big cards, on the very big ones. I'm not talking about uh, fast lane or payback, payback or blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. But when you're looking at the four, the big ones, like that oh, U.S. Yeah. title should have been defended. The tag team titles, both female and male, should have been defended on there as well. You know, like I get we have Knight of Champions, but even on Knight of Champions, some of those titles aren't defended, right? Yeah. Here's an interesting scenario. Now, the girls tag team, again, Sonny Deville's torn ACL. Not sure what they're going to do with those belts. They're going to probably have to drop those. Both Sammy and Kevin are injured now. Yeah, yeah. Right? So both those guys are, <clears throat> are I don't know what they're going to do there because, I mean, Based on everyone else who who's injured, they're taking the titles off them right away. They're they didn't take those belts off of Kevin and Sammy yet. And maybe they won't Sammy, be for that long. Then maybe it's temporary, a couple weeks or a month or two. Did, did you see Sammy's elbow? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. I don't know if it was just what it was, but it was protruding, man. Yeah. Like I don't know if they meant to show that on TV or not, but yeah. When I, mean, I saw it, I was like, ooh. Well, that's how they set it up, right? JD came out, beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And that's how Shinke got into the match. But that elbow was legit injured. He's actually suffering a legit injury. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being said, I don't know if it's worse than what Owen had, because I guess Owen's wasn't that bad that they could have brought him back. But not to have any of those guys on SummerSlam, you know, kind of disappointing, right? Um, I didn't or, mind it. No. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about it. No, 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 you didn't. Right, right, right. But that battle royal also, again, just showed me how many guys aren't being used across yeah, the board. There's only so much time on TV. You can't use everybody, right? I, right, right. And it takes me back to AEW. How the fuck do they have so many guys on their roster? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. For me, Mike, 
And Chance, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but from watching on television, this is where I started to feel that the crowd was starting to drop. They had moments after this, but I really felt this is where the crowd started to get tired a little bit now. Like, I mean, we're getting late into the night. Next match, Shayna versus Ronda. I was expecting more. I thought more of this match. It was a disappointment, in my opinion. Um, they The girls tried really, really hard. But how can you have an MMA match and you're still doing countouts and you're still, you know, grabbing yeah. the rope, right? An MMA match wouldn't have any wrestling rules in it. So they really flubbed yeah. it there. And the girls weren't throwing their punches as well as I thought they would, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like was, I said uh, last year, you can't do MMA and boxing shows on wrestling. It looks cheesy and corny. And I knew that was going to happen. They should have had a real match. I thought. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. And. When I was there, it wasn't that the crowd was getting tired and it was sleepy. They were chanting that that match was boring. They weren't invested. Yeah, a lot, of, yeah, a lot yeah. of people were going to the bathroom during that match. Or a lot of people were going to concessions during that mat- match. Yeah. Out of all the matches at SummerSlam, that was the worst match of, of, yeah, of the night. Absolutely. And, and I felt really bad for them because I know they put their heart and soul into it. They worked really hard to make this match. And I personally feel like I understand this much now that, you know, going back and reading some things now that they were having a hard time with creative in putting this match together. Creative was not working with them to make it happen the way it needed to. Right. Like I said, Chance and Mike, I I thought that these two girls could pull it off because they came from the same place. They came. You can't can't figure the fake punch. It doesn't work. No, 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 no. Meaning wise, if they could have put the match together the the way they wanted to, I know for a fact they didn't want countouts and all the you know wrestling rules involved in it, right? Maybe their punches will still have looked the same, but I think it would have been easier to digest if you know you have a submission on the person and she's grabbing the rope. You, you that's not a break, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not you know, even sure who booked those girls that have MMA match. It's a terrible idea. They just had a regular match, no holds barred or something. It was right, right. In essence, that probably the way to go but i think this was a lot to do with ronda she wanted it to pay for to shayna to to you know like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be submitted if i'm gonna lose i want it to be for well her. they should tell her you're not right? gonna embarrass us on our show and pull up that stunt it's gonna be these kind of matches you don't like you're on the card because that was horrendous it was just i like ronda and shayna but that was bad that was, yeah. looked so corny and juicy and that's why people look at wrestling and laugh because this is a joke because they look yeah. that's what it looked like I, oh. And honestly, they could have took Bad. that match off and put the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus match on the card and, yeah. instead of that MMA yeah, match. They yeah, could have yeah. kept that for Raw. And meanwhile, Becky's tweeting out from home, you know, with a bag of lemons. I guess I'm making lemonade, you know, so <laughs> that's what she was doing at home. Um, but the reason they didn't do that match is they wanted to do it in Toronto next week where Trish is from. Oh, so that's oh, the reason behind sense. it. It makes sense, but I think this would have looked better on SummerSlam. Um, yeah. all right, let's move on. Drew versus Gunther. I wasn't really feeling the match before, and to be completely honest, these guys really solidified, solidified that for me. After talking to two of you guys, I said, You know what? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking right based on what I saw at Clash at the Castle, based on what yeah. you guys were saying. This should be a fucking barn burner. I'm looking forward to it. Fast forward, here's the match. I something was missing, it just wasn't there. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Mike, yeah, yeah. Thoughts? What do you think, Mike? You were there. What was it like? Um, I think the crowd was into it, but I think for me, like, and it just go back to what I said uh 
on your show last week. I don't see Drew getting a, a serious win right now, especially if he's not dedicated to WWE long-term in the future. I don't see them putting him in a position where they're going to make him win this, make him look like he's going to win this match. Like it was hard hitting. They had some good moves oh, yeah. and punches and stuff. But for me, I knew Gunther was going to win. I'm just like, Drew is not going to win yeah. this, especially if he's not going to resign with them long-term. They're not going to take him serious. You know, they're basically, basically going to use him to put other people over. And they've done it with any any wrestler that was rumored to be on their way out. And and I think, and, I, and it's, I'm still going to stick with it. That's what they're doing with Drew. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, if what the plan is with him or what they're trying to do, but I just, just something about that match. And, you know, you think about it a year ago to what he was doing a year ago to what this match was. It's a huge down, down spiral for me, man. Oh, it looks like Drew's checked out a little bit. Yeah, right. I don't, yeah. I, you know? Yeah. That's I, I what mean, it looks like to me. And I mean, yeah. I don't think Gunther's probably not going to lose his title until probably after Survivor Series or something anyways, right? So. Yeah. The match had potential, but it was it wasn't that great. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but those guys could—they've done better. They could could do better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they put the work in. It just it didn't explode. It didn't pop. I think after we've seen it a few times, they just chop and do the big punch. We've seen it so many times with them. I hope this feud's done and they move on to other feuds now. Well, I mean, Gunther's fighting uh, Gable now, so I mean, we're just going to kind of go through these motions right now for a while. Um, all right, let's get to the women's match here. The title on the line, triple threat, Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, I will start off by saying this match started off really slow, but started to pick up steam as it went on, and the crowd finally started to pick up with it. But in the beginning, yeah. it was a slow go. Um, yeah. What did you see, Mike? Um. The match, like you said, it started off slow. It was also kind of sloppy because Charlotte Flair kind of yeah. missed some spots. Uh, that moonsault that she did out of the ring, she, she didn't even sure. touch Bianca Belair. Oh, no, she, she, just, she just touched all air. But um, overall, it was a good match. I actually thought Bianca Belair was injured for real, but, you know, because uh, she hit her her knee pretty hard on that uh, on those uh, steel steps. Yeah, did you so, see that? Because um, I never saw, like, from all the replays and everything that I saw, I heard the sound and everything, but I never saw the knee actually hit. You know what? I just saw, I just saw, because when I saw her fall, and yeah. I heard the, the boom, yeah. but then when she hit the ring, like, when she was on the floor, I just saw her holding her knee. So that, for sure, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, because yeah. But she sold it beautifully. I mean, yeah. if that was a part of the story, if that was a part of the match, she sold it beautifully. And obviously, it is a part of the match because if she was legitimately injured, there'd be no cameras on her at all. Yeah, or and you would have seen the referee throw up the X too. That's how yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah, a real yeah. injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real injury, the X or no cameras at all, right? We've seen it in the yeah. past where the guy's actually injured. They just focus on the guys in the ring, the girls in the ring, yeah. and they won't even look at the person that's out there. So obviously, yeah. this was a part of the match, but she did a beautiful job of selling it. Wow, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Very, very shocked to see her win it though but the way they did it man um just the way they did it i mean here she is she's in that figure eight oscar comes in sprays that mist in the face uh yeah but but just the way she 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 got the pin i mean it was believable right because it was just so quick like it was just yeah. a small package a roll up even oscar looked shocked but then boom boom 
here comes my girl. <laughs> and guys, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but toot toot. I called this one. Uh, yeah. EO came out, Indeed. did what I thought she was going to do. And here we go, man. This is going to be fun. Now we got four ladies that are involved in this picture. I don't know what direction to go with this now. I don't know what's going to happen. It's hard to say. You called it. Yeah, it was, it was a decent match. I don't think it was great, but it was good. It warmed up as it went on, right? Yeah. Like I said, in the get-go, it was not much to write home I'll about. I'll say one thing yeah. about the SummerSlam. For all the matches we've talked about, there's been, there was no anything spectacular. There was no surprises. There was nothing. Those two, the creative didn't do a very good job from that standpoint, I don't think. I mean, one of the big four papers, you want to see something happen that you would, oh my God, yeah. look what happened. Nothing really. I mean, she cashed the money in the bank. It's cool, but it wasn't like out of your seat moment like when Brock ended the streak or something crazy. It was just... Yeah, that's why I was taken away from the show. Yeah, well, one I think one thing is is like, who do you bring in though? Who do they have to bring in, right? I mean, rather bring in anybody. You can have you can have a somebody win that you would think was going to win. Just do something small, but everything, I got, everything was so predictable. Like, yeah, they need better writers and better creative at WWE because well, some of these be, writers they're not very creative anymore. Well, to be yeah. fair, I mean, we we all thought. I mean, I thought Oscar was going to win. I thought Oscar was going to retain. And Me too. I, you as well, right? We all picked Oscar, right? So, I mean, I guess Bianca beating her was kind of a surprise. I mean, I didn't see that yeah, happening. Yeah, but it's not this world, like, oh my God, you know what I, I know, mean? But Bianca's okay. one of the best ever. Right, right. But I'm going to take something you say on on every big show. How many, you know, there's going to be times where you're not going to get it, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately, this is one of those shows where we couldn't get it. It was just, there was really not much there. Like, even, let's yeah. let's go right into it. The final match of the night. I'll be honest, Mike, at this point, we're, we're going into about three and a half hours, almost four hours here. Yeah, it's mean, almost midnight. Out it's Detroit, almost man. midnight in yeah, Detroit. Yeah. I'm getting fucking tired sitting on my sofa, which is very, very comfortable. <laughs> I can only imagine what 59. Now, first off, was it really 59,000 people? You've been in that stadium probably for football games, I believe, right? And other events? Yeah, I've been there for football games. Uh, pretty, Yeah, pretty much football games. Right, and, right. Um, yeah, it was. It, what, it, it what's was the capacity? Cool. What's the capacity for uh, a Lions game? What's a sellout? Um, it's like seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, would you uh, say would you say that was legit fifty nine thousand in there? I would say it's, it, I would say it was legit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, they you did know, have one part of the uh, stadium blacked out, but it well, obviously wasn't. that's where the screens are and everything, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, for the most part, yeah, major the, the stadium was 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 sold up. It was it was full. And, and you had the uh, Tigers playing at the same time. So, I mean, there was that point, I believe, where the Tigers got out and these guys were all coming together. I heard yeah. that area was just a gong show. Yeah, it, and not just that. Um, uh, there were a lot of uh, wrestling parties going on at some of the restaurants down there. I think right, Hockey right. Tower Cafe had one. A um, lot of uh, independent shows down there uh, the day before. GCW had a show the day before. Um, Jeff Hardy was there. I think they had a WrestleCon um, at one of the facilities. I think Huntington Place. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it it was a dope weekend. Um, right. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was advertised, but did the Taker do his one man show out there? Was that out there at all? I, I don't know. I never heard anything you know about what? the SummerSlam on. I I I didn't hear. I didn't see any. No, I don't think so. No, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I know that he usually does it at every pay per view city, right? But maybe okay, yeah. this one. I've been to a couple of those one man shows and they're okay, but who did you go to? I've seen the Flair one, I've seen the Hogan one. They're, oh. they're good, but I don't know. <laughs> 
it, it's it's not like a must see. I wouldn't say like you know what I mean. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. All the stories you've heard him talk on the podcast are just basically reiterating that on the live shows. It's I guess cool, it's just guess. seeing them live and you know what I mean, being a part yeah. of it that way. All right, so let's get into it. Last match of the night after 15 minutes of intros to get to the <laughs> ring. Ladies and gentlemen, Roman Reigns versus main event Jay Uso. Dude, I'm not exaggerating. I timed it. Entrances alone took about 12 to 13 minutes for both these guys to get inside the ring. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I could believe it. I could believe it because when I uh, recorded Roman's entrance, it was about five minutes. Five minutes, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Right? So between the two of them combined, it was about 12 to 13 minutes before they actually got into the ring. And then wow. you throw in the whole acknowledge me portion of it, 15 minutes before they actually started anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. So um, I'm going to just look. It furthered the storyline. I get it. But of all the bloodline story matches that we've gotten, I'd have to say this is probably the one that I was waiting to end the quickest. Um, not a bad match, had its moments, this and that. I hear that Roman got injured early on. So this is why it probably makes sense now why it slowed down even more. Uh, but it was a total Roman pace match. Very slow, very methodical. Uh, you had your moments there. And I was left shaking my head at the end because I really don't know how many more times each one of these guys are going to turn on each other. So the big surprise, <laughs> Chance Michaels and Mike D, was Jimmy Uso coming back and turning on his brother. So, yeah, no new Usos, no new nobody. The big surprise, Jimmy yeah. turning on him. So I don't know. I, I I don't know where this is going. The one thing that I noticed in the match, well, first of all, the pay-per-view I thought was a little bit too long. Four hours for WrestleMania, okay, for SummerSlam, I think you got to keep it three, three and a half. When I went to the one two years ago in, in Vegas, it was about three, three and a half, the one Cena returned. But it was a good match. It wasn't great. I don't, think they have a, I don't think they have amazing chemistry. The story is good that they were telling. But, I mean, this bloodline thing is dragged on and on and on. I think it's time to have a couple more feuds and, get, you know, let Roman feud with somebody else. This is becoming like, I don't know. I think it's too much. You know what's the scary part about this whole thing is I'm tired like, of it, I guess. If you guys watched the press conference after, did you watch any of that, guys? Uh, I heard no, I was I, I was uh Okay, well go on back. It's on home. go yeah. back, it's on YouTube, watch it. Someone asked Paul Heyman because he came out to do an interview and they asked him, So what inning are you guys in? <laughs> in terms of the oh, story, man. right? He goes, We're probably in the third inning. What the fuck? How can you guys be in the third inning with this match? <laughs> The reality, that's, that's the reality, so... the reality of sorry, Mike. The reality of this is very simple. Roman and Paul have such creative control over this story; it will end when they decide it's going to end, right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't agree with that. Mini Mac could cut pull the roll rug from under them any second if he gets pissed off. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to let him dominate like that unless well, they want it. Well, at, at this time, place, and time, they have a lot of control. I'm I'm not saying that at yeah, some yeah, point Vinny will say something, but a lot of control. How was the crowd for this match, man? Um, like on TV, it came really quiet at points, right? Were like they I tapped out by now entirely, was it hype? Yeah, they got hype when they came out. Like when Jay came out, and you know he was doing this thing on the ropes. You know the crowd got hype for that. Um, they got hype when Roman came out. Um, you could kind of tell, like you know, it was getting late. They were kind of simmering down, but for the most part, 
they, they everybody was still into it, you know. Okay. People were still chanting and you know just doing their thing, you know. But it was it was getting late. I was I was starting to get a little tired yeah. myself. So <laughs> and, and 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 Mike, it only took me forty five minutes to get that out of you, bro. I was waiting for you to hear that. Like excitement aside, <laughs> like how long were you in that stadium for total time? Um, because we, I want to say, what time did you leave your house? Four hours. Four hours. I left my house about probably about six six thirty. Oh, okay. Because okay, the okay. show uh started at seven thirty, so yeah, I got there about a little about seven thirty. So we were there about four hours. Okay. Okay. Time. Okay. Any merch? Uh, no, I didn't get enough get any merch. I was just happy to sit down. Like, <laughs> so tell me, tell me, uh, in the crowd, what did you notice the most of in terms of merchandise? Who, who would you say, just based on your own observation, best selling t shirt that you've yeah. seen? What, what, what wrestler won the night on merch? Uh, uh, ooh, um, saw a lot of Bloodline t shirts, a lot of LA night. It's a, it's, it, it was a mixture, you know, you still had people with John Cena shirts, you had people with NWO, um. You had a lot of people out there with the title belts. You had kids with their belts. Um, um, I would I would say it, it was a mixture as far okay. as like uh, merchandise, superstars. Uh, you know what the fans were wearing as far awesome. as the merchandise. Now, yeah. De- Detroit City, the city of Kronk. Um, so you got some heavy hitters out there. Were there any good action in the stands that we didn't get to see on TV? Oh no, 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 it was no. all it, nice. it was all a good time. It was awesome. all a good time. You know? Awesome. Um, that's the one thing that I could say about when WWE comes to Detroit. Um, it's never no no craziness. You you'll see some drunk people and, and you get your laugh on, but uh for the most part, it's always a good time, you know. Nice. That's one nice. that, that's one thing I could say about my city. When they come, it's 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 nothing bad. You know, nobody's jumping in the crowd to attack a wrestler. It's just all love and all, all love and fun. Awesome. When WWE comes to a city, they take it over and they do a great time. It's a whole week, the whole weekend of I, I'm really curious, Mike, and I, I hope you kind of find this out and post it for us. Uh I wonder how much Detroit made um for, for this week. Oh, um, so they announced it, I think Sunday that that uh this past saturday that was the highest grossing summer slam ever no 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 and just in terms of the city the city oh, of no, like hotels, money? oh okay okay yeah i might have to look that up for y'all look it up because i'm curious because i mean outside of maybe a couple cities in the world wwe charges for for the show to be there yeah. so for example puerto rico paid 1.5 million for backlash but oh, they yeah. probably yeah. got 10 million back in revenues from everyone buying and, and being there and whatnot so i wonder how much a summer slam would cost detroit and i wonder how much they would have made yeah. london is one city that they don't charge to have a show oh for, ooh, wow yeah yeah because london on its own is tourist magnet they don't care right like if wwe were to say to them okay we want to do this show here but it's this much ago no it's okay we don't need it <laughs> so <laughs> the show for free there they do literally all right guys very quickly here i will give the show a solid six and a half seven i'm leaning more towards six and a half but I'll, I'll be fair and i'll give it a seven uh what do you guys give it mike i'll go ahead and say seven seven um the matches were good 
But it's also like what Chance said, I was looking for that surprise. Like, mm-hmm. even if Grayson Waller came out and talked some trash and The Rock came out, you know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that's what they were talking about leading the SummerSlam, that he was on social media talking about um, The Rock, and it was rumored that he could possibly be there. So I was looking for something like that, even if it was just Randy Orton just coming out. And well, Orton was uh, there. Orton was there. But you town. know, if they would have did, if they would have yeah, did like a backstage promo, that's or something what I, like that. I really thought that Orton would have come out at at the at in the main event somehow and cost Roman or or something. Because I mean, if, yeah. if you think about it, him being injured is at the hand of all those guys. Yeah, that's right. True. That's and with true. Randy being back in town, I thought, okay, well, why would he be in Detroit if he's not going to do something? Yeah. Right, and he's. I think he's ready to go. He really is. I think he's ready. We'll see. I was, I was, come out. I was I, hearing I, that he's he's not close to returning. That okay. he was just probably just back there. Just yeah, I heard the same that he's the show. for a long, for the long time for you the know? near future. And the other thing I thought about was why not bring Braun Breaker up? Like I keep hearing that he's ready to come up. He's ready to come up. That would have been interesting to seeing him come up and interfere in some at some level. Yeah, I I agree because. There's nothing left for him to do in NXT. Like really I don't want to see him. Now. I don't want to see him lose to Ilya Dragunov or or what's the other guy he's uh no him beat? and Dragunov are gonna go now. Oh, they're going. Oh, they're yeah, yeah, go yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll find out in about an hour and a half here, I guess. Uh, okay. Dragunov. So here's my last question to you, Mike, and we'll wrap this up. Okay. So on the West Coast, we're very blessed because these shows end at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the evening for us. And we still have the whole night ahead of us. What's it like walking out of a show at midnight, man? I've never had to do that. <laughs> man, it could be de- depending on how good the show is and, you know, depending on what's going on, you can go home and it, and as soon as you get in the door, you just want to just lay in the bed. That's, the, yeah. that's what I would say. But it's all good fun. You know, it's not... It's, it's not nothing where you just sitting there for three hours and you know every match is boring. Um, yeah. For the most part, you know if it's a good show and and you went to it, yeah, you definitely gonna come back after those three four hours like yeah. exhausted. Yeah, and that's yeah. not even depending on what you do before you get to the arena. If you pre gaming or if you going to get something to eat, so I know people who went to the Tigers game and then just walked right across to the other stadium. Yeah, they're like really like close to each other. I used yeah, to yeah. work at Ford Field, so okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, that, they're literally like that. Right that from each other. literally becomes an eight-hour day workday yeah. right there, man. Holy shit! Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, Chance, do you have anything on this day in wrestling history, man? I do or, not. No, I caught you off guard. All right, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. So, Mike, I'm gonna give this card a seven and a half only because they set the record. For attendance for SummerSlam, their highest grossing ever. So I'll give it a seven and a half because they set a record. So fair enough, man. I totally forgot that. Sorry, Chance. My apologies to you, my friend. Um, all, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Let's get going. Uh, here we are. Survivor Series coming up down the road. We got a couple of shows before that, but everything's kind of gearing up and we're heating up. So, Mike D from the 313, thank you so much again, brother, for coming on. Yep. And I hope that no problem. We can thank collaborate. You guys. Yeah, hope to collaborate again really soon and um, have a great rest of your week and enjoy everything. 
My name is Bobby Sampson. I'm joined by my man, Chance Michael. And right below us, we got Mike D, wrestling from the 313. If you guys aren't following him, start following him now. And guys, from Detroit, follow- Rock City. There you go, man. Detroit those- City, Motown, Hockey Town. That's it, the home of Kronk. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Right? And so, guys, if you're following him, you got to follow us. So, everybody, let's follow each other and let's get Definitely. this thing off the ground. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great, great rest of your week. Sap and Chance and Mike D out.